Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Michael Altshuler of michaelaltshuler.com, A-L-T-S-H-U-L-E-R. Michael has produced over $65 million in personal and managed sales. When he was in the health insurance industry, he rose to number seven out of 1,500 agents nationwide in his first three months in the business. He was featured in Harvey McKay's best-selling book, We Got Fired, and it's the best thing that ever happened to us. He's won the New Jersey State Governor Cup for Entrepreneurial Excellence, the Atlantic City Entrepreneur of the Year Award. He competed on the hit TV show, American Gladiators, and he's been featured in outlets such as the NBC and the New York Times. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Seth. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I know that you didn't start out as someone who was helping others achieve breakthrough results personally and professionally and being recognized throughout the country as a top expert on leadership sales and peak performance. Um, your business career started right when you, you know, right at the right young age of 22. How did you get started? Well, and that uh, takes you into the book that I got fired because that's what really launched my career. It's amazing how when bad things happen, some good things come out of it. But uh, I started, I was selling shoes. You know, either I find that either people sell shoes or pots and pans, you know, things like that. It's crazy or, or cutting lawns when they first start or washing cars. But I was selling shoes and I applied for a job. I wanted to start my professional career. I was 21 years old and I applied for a job to sell copiers for a local copier company in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And I just absolutely wanted this so bad. I, I promised myself if I got this, this would be the start of my career for the rest of my life. It was the first professional wow. selling job. And yeah, I, I just, I applied and actually a strange thing happened. The night before they were going to make a decision, I literally dreamt that the, the person who was interviewing me, Earl Nellius, that he called me and told me it was really close between me and one of the candidates and that I had not gotten the position because of my lack of experience. And then as soon as that dream was over, I kid you not, the phone rang and it was Earl Nellius. And I was really inclined to say, why are you calling back? And uh, what, what he said, it was like deja vu. And the conversation went exactly like in my dream, except he said it was between you and another person and we decided on you, we consider you a diamond in the rough. And they gave me a shot. Wow, congratulations, that's awesome. So what well, happened next? Well, I, uh, 
sold copiers, really did extremely well, was the best salesperson they ever had at 22 years old, broke some uh, records even nationally. And I was always increasing my knowledge about the business, about sales. Zig Ziglar was one of the, certainly one of the big influences in my life. Uh, read the book, See You at the Top, one of the first sales books that I've read that made a big impact. And uh, I just was reading an article in a magazine, a trade magazine, of what the income levels of the top three producers in the copier business were making. So if you were average, and this is going back 30, 40 years ago, if you're average, you were making 25,000 a year. If you were pretty good, very good, you're somewhere in the 30 to 50,000 range. And if you're a superstar, you're making 75,000. Well, based on what they said a superstar was, I should have been in the 75,000 category and I was in the 25 to 30,000 income category. So I started doing research, called other copier companies, asked what their comp plan was, had no intention of leaving, just wanted to prepare myself when I spoke to my boss to say, hey, why am I not being properly compensated for the job I'm doing? And they had put me in a branch with a, a service manager at the ripe old age of 22 years old. And the service manager in that branch office saw the notes on my desk that I was calling other copier companies. And my vice president, Earl Nellius, called me and said, Mike, we're working on a big deal in your territory, which was an hour from the corporate office. Me, the president, and the service director are coming up. We want to go visit this account with you on Monday. This was a Friday. And they came up to fire me because they thought I was leaving and going to take all my clients' uh, information and prospect information with me. And they literally came in the office, stole my attache case from my desk, and said, we're going to have to let you go. And I was stunned, and I pulled the president up by the, 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 his shirt tail. I put him against the wall, and I said, give me back my attache case. I totally felt violated. The state police happened to be in the same building. They came in. They took my attache case as evidence, and we started. They, of course, we parted company, and that's when I started my copier company, which eventually became a multimillion-dollar company that I sold to a multibillion-dollar company. So you created out of that adversity, the seed of a greater benefit by starting your own company that would go on to become incredibly successful, compensate you way better than you had been compensated and treat you better than you had been treated at the company you started with that you then sold to a multi-billion dollar industry giant. And obviously that was a long time ago. Um, you achieved incredible success in that business and then you've gone on to help so many other people Talk a little bit about why you sold the copier, the multi-million dollar copier company, and that how that led you to the role you're in now. Well, uh, along that way, I filed bankruptcy. So <laughs> it, it was quite the journey. I made millions and I lost millions. I invested in multiple companies that I started. And like the uh, not too uncommon entrepreneurial journey, it has many ups and many downs. So I lost the, a lot of the millions that I made when I sold my company and decided um, I wanted to be a professional speaker. I wanted to share the lessons that I've learned, successes and failures, and how I ended up getting back and moving towards uh, the winner circle again uh, by applying the principles that I now teach and coach on. So, uh, and it's in my heart, you know, you know this Seth, there's nothing like helping other people and improving their lives personally and professionally. It's a great, it's uh, oftentimes even more rewarding than the, the pay that we get. Absolutely. So talk a little bit. Uh, you've done so much since then. You've helped so many people as a speaker, as a trainer, as a coach. 
talk a little bit. Who's your ideal client? Who resonates with you? Who do you get excited to get up in the morning and say, man, I can't wait to help those people? Okay. Well, I, I great question. I love, uh, you know, my, I, I really work on peak performance more than I do sales, even though sales was my background. I, I learned a long time ago and it became crystal clear that I was asking this question. It was the wrong question, but it was a good question, but it wasn't the right question. I was saying, why do the most successful people in any industry or sport for that matter, why do they, what do they do differently and better than everyone else? And I thought that was the best question and it wasn't. Uh, the best question was, why do they do it? I'm convinced that most people know what to do. They have a blueprint that's given to them by their company or certainly know where to get the information online or buy a book or a course. But the big challenge is more the sales behavior than it is the sales strategy or methodology. So I wondered what the top 20%, how do they think differently? What drove them past their comfort zone? What, what caused them to really do the things that the rest of us are not willing to do? And I started studying and analyzing uh, mind science, things like mindsets and self-talk and habits. And what are the things that cause, like I said, the people to not do the things, you know, people who say, I want to be on a diet, I want to lose weight, but they eat Twinkies and fattening foods and sit around and don't work out, even though they know they want to do it. And I, so I really wanted to study that part of the sales process, if you will, or success process. So really what I do, my ideal client is, is our companies, like I just hung up from someone who we're doing a sales training for, are companies that have a sales methodology in place, but still have that 80-20 rule where 80% of the folks aren't doing what they should be doing. And I go in and we kind of amplify the sales methodology. We tag on to that and help the 80-20, the bottom 20-80% to think and act like the top 20% through this behavioral science, this, this uh, peak performance mindset. Wow. So that is absolutely incredible. And obviously I've been to many conferences, seen many speakers, worked with many coaches. Why do you think you're getting such better results? Why do you think people are resonating and implementing at a level that they don't other places? Uh, good question. I don't think people think about what they think about. I don't think their why is great enough. I don't think they either know about their why or tap into their why. So there's many things beneath the surface as to why people and, and, and sales programs don't work and why they're not effective. And I, I think first and foremost, like anything else, Seth, you have to be able to connect and relate to people. You get them to be open to your message. And then you have to give them an understanding, which most people don't have, as to how their mind works. You know, do you think about what you think about? Are you comfortable being uncomfortable? Are you in touch with what your why is? The greater your why, the greater your try. So all these things, it's not motivation as much as it is an understanding of what's inside your head and what triggers to pull and what buttons to press to get you. And, and this is critical. All of us have our ups and downs. The top 20% keep those downs shorter than the people in the bottom 80%, which means you have challenges and I have challenges. And the question is, when we have a pity party, when we're not feeling up to making that next call, when we're not feeling 100%, when we don't have that mojo going or the confidence where we need it, what we do is we recognize that and we're able to do certain things to get us back in the game and on top of it. We fight through it. We're comfortable being uncomfortable and we have, whether it's an accountability partner or whether it's something that we do that we know triggers us 
to get back on top, but we're certainly thinking about what we're thinking about. We change our physiology, we exercise, we do something to get us back in the game and we do it quickly. The bottom 80% don't know how to do that, either by understanding how to do it or they're just not aware of it. And that's what I help them become aware of. That makes a ton of sense. What do you find are, you talk about people don't think about what they think about. What are you finding are some of the biggest challenges that you're helping people with? Well, I think it all starts with self-limiting beliefs. You know, that, that people are fearful of certain things. They may be fearful of success, of failure. Uh, they have uh, habits that are uh, limiting habits along with the limiting beliefs. And as a result of this, uh, that uh, we have to really dive into each person individually, find out what their self-limiting beliefs are, basically uh, either eliminate them or neutralize them, and then get them to have more confidence in themselves and believe that they can do the things that they really want to do and tap into their why, and then give them the track to run on to develop habits that support what their goals and their vision are. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. What is, I mean, you've come so far and you've helped so many people. What do you like best about what you do? I, I, I think changing lives, getting people unstuck. I mean, everyone gets stuck and there's nothing worse than not having hope or wanting to quit and not knowing a way to get to that next level in your life. And really, I, I think, Seth, most people, when you peel back the onion far enough and deep enough, what we all want is more joy, more peace, and more fulfillment in our lives. And everything we do really should be getting us there. And once we're clear on that, we're clear on, well, these things, when we keep asking the question, why and why, I think once we answer those questions, we're going to help people. And I love to help people, you know, to answer your question specifically, get to a place of greater joy, peace, and fulfillment through the work that they do both personally and professionally. That, that, that is a great answer. What are, how did you get into the book? How did you get into the Harvey McKay book? Well, I saw Harvey at the NSA convention, National Speaker Association convention. At the same time, I saw Zig Ziglar and I had a product where I take books and I condense all the key ideas from the books and I put them on pocket sized cards to extend the brand and the message and to be an ancillary product to the book and really it became a teaching tool, a learning tool. So I was pitching Harvey uh, this product that I call MemCards as well as Zig on the product. They both ended up getting it. And the, the interesting thing, when I spoke to Harvey, we just really connected in the, kind of in the hallway at an NSA convention. And he asked some questions. He started kind of like interviewing me. He asked, how did I get started in this? What was my first sales job? And I told them, well, I got fired and I was the top salesman they ever had. I was even written up in a national newsletter for Savin Corporation. And he said, that's interesting you said that. I'm writing a book right now called We Got Fired. And it's the best thing that ever happened to us. I want you to call my associate, Greg Bailey, and tell him your story. And I called Greg Bailey up, told him my story. And Harvey says, Michael, I want to make you famous. He said, I'm going to put you in this book with Larry King and Robert Redford and Donald Trump and Bloomberg, it, it had really, I was not famous, was, no one knew who I was, but everyone knew who the other people were that got fired and came through the ashes on top. And you know, I was fortunate to be one of the ones that uh, made it in the book that was a no name and had a cool story, I guess he thought, and 
that's how I ended up in the book. That is absolutely awesome. With all the success you've achieved, what's, what's your biggest challenge now? I think right now, you, you and I uh, briefly talked about this. I'm building a social media platform, really learning. You know, I'm you know, old school more than I am new school because that's what I've done all my life. And I'm changing my habits and behaviors to really adopt and embrace new technology and how millennials think. And, you know, you have to do that. You have to communicate in a, in a way that people are, want to listen to what your message is. So um, the, the biggest challenge I have is really understanding and then embracing and then deploying a, a, a very aggressive campaign to build my business in a way that it's going to hit the masses the way they want to hear my message. So it's building that, building a platform that I have uh, an ongoing training program where I don't have to travel quite as much, where people can uh, pull my information off my programs online. Got it. That makes total sense. What are some of the biggest success stories of the folks that you've worked with that you love just talking about, like like their tr the magical transformation that you've helped them through? Well, I had I had I got an email the other day. It was uh, a top sales agent for the financial products from Mutual of Omaha. And right after one of the sessions, he said he went out to one of his clients or prospects, I should say, and he applied the principles that I talk about where you practice, drill, and rehearse before you go out to visit a client, exactly what you're going to say and do and imagine every possible scenario and how you'd overcome that scenario and deal with it. Certainly he went out to this customer and he told me he had never done this before. He would spend five or 10 minutes going over all the information about the client before he went and then he would not wing it, but trust his skills that he'd be able to close the deal. But this time on the hour drive that he had to the client, the entire time he practiced, drilled and rehearsed everything, every possible scenario that could possibly occur during this sales meeting. And he said, Mike, it went exactly as I imagined, as I envisioned. Every situation was covered perfectly. It was seamless. It was effortless. And there was nothing he brought up that didn't just seem like a conversation as to how I would handle it. And I walked out and that night they gave me their entire uh, financial portfolio. And it was probably one of the easiest sales I ever had because I prepared properly for it. Wow, that is absolutely incredible. And I know you have your own show, your own podcast. Where can our listeners go to learn more about your podcast, about your speaking, about your training, about, uh, about all of the awesome content they're making available? Well, they, they can certainly go to my website at Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Altshuler, A-L-T-S-H-U-L-E-R.com. And uh, certainly on that, they can uh, navigate through that and, and find uh, the podcast. You were, you know, we're fortunate to have you as a guest, Seth, and you were just a wealth of information. And I loved your stories and the impact you have made and are, continue to make in the direct marketing business. My compliments to you and what you're doing over there, both with your business and also with your podcast. So really the, the website is the best place. My videos are on the website. My training programs are on the website as well as uh, the podcast. Okay, awesome. We will send everybody to Michael Altshuler, A-L-T-S-H-U-L-E-R.com. We will put a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, everybody listening, thank you so much for listening. Michael, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Seth, thank you so much. Have a terrific day. Thanks, everybody. Okay, bye-bye. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? 
Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.